Hello and welcome to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee, although it's tea week, and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. Uh, Did I get that right? I did. Yay. And today we are starting day 106 of our Bible in a Year plan. And it's the start of Tea Week, which is the reason you have me and not Harry, because I have sat through three Tea Weeks so far and I have seen my husband not do my tea cupboard justice. So I thought I would stage a tea takeover. You are stuck with me and hopefully some delicious teas for the next week. We're going to have a lot of fun. And we are going to hear from God as we dig into his word. So before we get into the brew, we are going to just quickly read out the scriptures for today. You can also find them in the description of whatever platform you're listening to today. But let me read them out to you. Today we're going to be reading Psalm 46 verses 1 to 11. Luke chapter 17 verses 11 to 37 and Deuteronomy 26 verse 1 to chapter 28 verse 14. Amazing. But before we get into the Bible, the Bible, let's check out our brew for today. And I have actually done a tea that Harry's already done, but I've done it with a bit of a twist. You might be able to see if you're watching on YouTube today, the rooibos and chai tea. Mm, it smells really good. Harry tried it without milk. Absolute travesty. He also tried it with milk and really liked it. And another box that says, um, it says, honey or milk are a perfect addition to your cup of red bush chai to make it even more delicious. Honey or milk. I decided today to do honey and milk because I think I deserve it. So we're going to give this a go. Uh, have a bit of fun if you've got a rooibos and chai kind of situation going on at your home. Have it with milk and honey. It's a little bit naughty, but it's super duper delicious. So let me see how we go here. Ooh, mm, I love a tea. It feels a little bit like a dessert treat. I think the honey just brings some sweetness in there. I don't really know, in all honesty, how to talk about hot drinks. I'm just going to take this moment to uh, confess that while my lovely husband can uh, taste a lot of different notes in the coffees that he makes, whenever he's like, mmm, babe, what do you taste? I'm like, coffee. So that's why you've got me for tea week and not for coffee week. But that here, it's got some lovely cinnamon notes. I can tell you that much. And the honey makes it really sweet and it feels a little bit like you're having a dessert. So enough of the brews. Let's get into the Bible. That's what he says. And um, I'm really excited today because we're talking about one of my favorite topics in the whole world. We're talking about the presence of God. And in all honesty, I found it quite difficult to write this because I really wanted to do the presence of God justice. I wanted to go off in about 47 different tangents, but I also want to respect your time. So I'm not going to do that today. We're just going to touch on a little bit of what we can learn about the presence of God and perhaps what we can see and pull out about the presence of God from our scriptures today. We are incredibly privileged today that the presence of God is available to us. Throughout the Bible, we see the presence of God available to people in different ways. Sometimes the presence of God is available in a temple. Sometimes it's carried around in an ark. The release of God's presence happened when Jesus died and the curtain was torn in two. Such a beautiful picture, the presence of God available to all his people again. But whenever we read about the presence of God, whatever place or form that it took, we can see something of God's heart. 
And so as we dig into the scriptures today, we're hopefully going to be able to see something of God's heart as we see God's presence at work. In the Old Testament, the presence of God was primarily associated with the temple in the city of Jerusalem. That's where his glory dwelt, there and there alone. Verse 4 of the scripture today says, The holy place where the Most High dwells. It's beautiful. Because the city of Jerusalem housed the presence of God, the city was blessed, the city was victorious against its enemies, God was a refuge and shield, as the scripture said, to the people of God. Now we have the presence of God in us, we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. We can receive the same peace, the same blessing and joy. In the battles, we can, as verse 10 says, be still and know that he is God. We can declare, as verse 5 says, God is within me, I will not fall. There can be a confidence that comes from being in his presence. Verse 1 says, the Lord Almighty is with us. In the Gospels, the presence of God became accessible to people through Jesus, God in the flesh. Jesus talks today in our passage about the coming kingdom. The kingdom of God is where his presence is and his will is always done. So whenever you see the kingdom of God being talked about in the Bible, it's where God's presence is and where his will is always done. And we read a lot in the Bible about the promise of heaven and of his kingdom coming. We pray the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done. And Jesus talks about it in our passage today. When he talks about it, though, it can be a little bit confusing because the kingdom of God is in your midst, he says. And then he starts talking about the coming kingdom at the end of the age. When he says the kingdom of God is in your midst, he's talking about himself. He is the presence of God and he is seeing God's will worked out on earth through salvation. Right now, we see God's people, we as God's people, see glimpses of the kingdom of God, his presence and his will being done. Through the moving of the Holy Spirit in us and through the moving of the Holy Spirit through us, through miraculous answer to prayer, we see the kingdom of God coming to earth. But at the end of the age, we won't just experience glimpses. We will see and we will know the fulfillment of his kingdom when Jesus returns like lightning, as it says in our scripture today. He will create a new heaven and a new earth, and that is where his full promised kingdom will be fulfilled. Today we know in part, one day we're going to know in full. His presence today is just a tiny taste of what is to come and what eternity is going to be like with him. There's also so much in our passage, finally, in Deuteronomy about the presence of God. When Moses is speaking his final message to the Israelite people, the presence of God was still carried with them in the Ark of the Covenant. That is how God's presence went with them. For the sake of time, though, I'm only going to dial into one verse in this passage. When you read it, I'd encourage you to pull out what you can. Dig in today as you read the scripture to see what God is saying, what else God is saying about the presence of God. But in chapter 27, verse 7, it says this, Sacrifice fellowship offerings there, eating and rejoicing in the presence of the Lord your God. God's presence on earth is so that we can commune with God. Jesus loved to eat with people, to be with people, 
And here in Deuteronomy, we again see the heart of our God desiring that we commune with him, rejoice with him, be with him. I want to encourage you today to find somewhere, some time, some place to simply be in God's presence. Bring his presence with you into your workplace today, into your home. And if you're heading to bed, invite his presence to be with you as you sleep. It's a beautiful, powerful, simple thing, the presence of God. And Lord, we just invite your presence wherever we are today to be with us. Okay, it's time for verse of the day. (laughs) I don't know if I did that justice. I definitely think the verse of the day thing is a hairy thing. But let me read the verse of the day for you today. Psalm 41 verse 6 says, Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. I don't know if you agree, but this sounds somewhat familiar to me. It sounds a little bit like at the moment the world is going mad. Natural disasters, wars, a radically unbiblical social agenda in the West. But I love this next part. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. At his voice, the heavens and the earth were created. At his name, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It's easy to feel like our world is out of control, but God is still in control and he is still the king of all. When you feel like your life is in an uproar, let his word, his voice bring you peace. Let chaos melt away, let fear melt away, let shame melt away, let peace flood your heart. Because at one word from God, everything can change. And that's it for the Daily Brew. I actually just have to figure out what Harry says. I think I wrote some of it down. Thank you so much for having me while I look at my notes. I hope you're encouraged to seek out his presence today. But how does he finish? If it's the start of your day, have a wonderful day. If it's the end of your day, good night, sleep tight, and we'll see you tomorrow for day 107 of the Daily Brew. <laughs> Phew.